Hello. Hi. Um, it's Eva, and uh, it's a, a, a clear blue sky today, and and uh, it's a uh, February eleven, twenty twenty one, and uh, the first uh, birds have coming back from their winter winter place where they are uh, this bird is is in uh, France over the winter and is coming back uh, last year it was was exactly the same day as as this year so it's nice to see that the spring are coming back and uh, in some way I like uh, that we have four seasons here in Sweden and uh, I have lived there where we didn't have real really four season I have lived in Texas and I have lived in Florida and and Virginia Virginia had a little winter, but not Texas and not Florida. So it's nice to have something to look for when it's gray, dark, uh, fall and winter time. And then, and then suddenly it starts to come the light again. And those people that don't have this four season, they don't understand what I'm talking about. But you that live in four seasons area, know, you know what it is I'm talking about. Like uh, Christmas in, in Texas and Florida, Florida is not the same as it is when we have four seasons when it's really coming snow and cold in Christmas. It was kind of weird for me to not have that this cold and snowy weather in Christmas time in Texas or Florida. Um, today it was, um, uh, again, I was... Uh, had a dream and it, it is kind of nightmares when uh, in this kind of uh, dreams it was about uh, cats again and uh, it is it is one year ago since I was selling my last cat so I am thinking about why 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 do I start to dream about cats just now and not for one year ago but I suppose I'm interested of the brain and uh, I think it's uh, have started to uh, that brain want to 
solve the issues with that I have no cats anymore and I put it in place and then I get these nightmares before it can the brain can put it in in a place in the brain where it should be forever and uh, now it's like the brain is sorting sorting up this uh, uh, this thing that have taken place and um, I had very expensive cats I was breed a breeding uh, kittens and and sold it and uh, for that money I I could travel to Israel and United States and and, uh, and it uh, it started to be a problem with the cats when I be sick uh, when I get sepsis uh, blood blood uh, poisoning and uh, I go to the uh, hospital and uh, once I was laying in a hospital for one week uh, mostly have been three four days and then I go home uh, and um, it have not been problem when I have traveled because then I, b I have been healthy uh, enough to could place the cats uh, to a hotel for for animals and uh, first time I was to Israel my daughter's father uh, took the cats and uh, have them in his home and um, and one I have uh, in the hotel and um, then I last time I had a woman from the church uh, in my home but she was stealing everything she steal all inside the computers it looked like the, the the computer was full of things but when I I should lift it up and place it another uh, in another space then I I felt it was so uh, light so, and I look into the computers then she had stolen everything that was inside the computers and it was it uh, I, it was lucky that i had uh, my telephone had i with me to united states and uh, my this uh, surf plate this plate uh, tablet uh, uh, did I have with me to United States and then I had my laptop to United States so that uh, could she not uh, do any damage but all the other was damaged and 
and the hard drives with all my pictures that I have stored is gone and um, I was stealing everything of value and that was, was the last time I had someone when I travel so it was very much problem to have the cats when when I don't have really help to that I could trust and um, another time that uh, was to Israel only one week and it was lucky because I had I, I had uh, placed food and water to the cats enough for over a week so they were okay in that way but uh, those that should take care of my cats, they never, they never come to my home. So uh, it it was uh, good that I had all the food and water to them. And uh, uh, but in Sweden, is it that? We can't, we can't be from our pets more than six hours. And they can take the pets from us if uh, if we are away one day from the pets. And uh, so, and I have neighbors that uh, call on me to the animal's protector as soon as I was not home. So it was very hard and um, then I got sick and and I didn't know who should take care of my cats when I am in the hospital. So uh, the church uh, come and, uh, and look after my cats, but they were not. Uh, they. It's not about only to give them food. It's only. It's also to be with them and talk to the, the pets. Uh, these social things also needs to be done, but they, the church only look at the food and the water and then they were out uh, so they didn't care there were no one in the church that was interested or like animals so they didn't get any uh, nice take care of and I know that because they were very confused uh, when I talked to them, I heard that they had only been there for 10 minutes in and out. And um, and then uh, I, one time I was uh, laying in a hospital and I, I called my daughter because uh, they have told me that I was going to be in the hospital for one week at least 
So I called my daughter and asked her to come to my home and take care of my home when I'm laying in a hospital. And uh, and she uh, to come and get the keys at the hospital. And um, she said, uh, no, she didn't want to come and help me. And I say that someone had to help me to take care of my my cats. And in that time, uh, I had many kittens. Uh, I have 18 kids, kittens in that time. I, it was my biggest breed in that time. I wanted to create money uh, for to buy things for my home. I needed to renew my home as I had not uh, bought any any things for my home because every everything every money was going to to travel in under God to do the work I have to do in Israel and Africa and United States. So I wanted to create money so I could buy new things for my home and take away all this. I have, when I come back from United States in 2004, I didn't have anything. So I, I was given furniture for my home that was from a, a, like a thrift store, a, a second hand store. So they were already old. It was from the 40s, some of the furniture. So of course I wanted to, to set up new things for my home. Things that I have decided what I wanted to have, not what I get. It uh, was very much in the beginning that I was given clothes and or I got one computer from a church. Uh, old things, old things, old things. Everything was old. So uh, in... Now am I okay, but uh, for many years I couldn't uh, buy. They say, oh, they have so much nice things on the thrift store. Uh, Second-hand stores have so very nice things. And I couldn't go in there because I, I have had so much of, of this that I was giving things that, the people didn't want to have and uh, it come to a limit of it I needed to buy my own things that I really want to have that no one have had on them and had in their home home things I wanted to buy new things for me I was tired and I felt like I never 
come out from the homeless uh, situation when I got all these clothes that no one want to have and uh, and sofa was from the 40s at the sticks uh, so I breed and I have 18 cats and uh, so the so my I asked my daughter to come home and take care of my home and she as she didn't wanted it and I say I have cats I have kittens someone must come and help me with them and she the answer I got from her it was she go angry at me she was very angry at me and she said, it's only cats. She said, screaming at me. So I, I understood. It was no idea to, to ask her, no idea to ask her for anything about my life. And, and uh, it's no idea to talk to her about my life because she don't want to hear about my life. So, so the, the only thing I have to do, it was to ask permission to go away from the hospital one day. And it was very hard. I, I beg, I beg the, the doctor that let me go home for some hours to see how it looked like in my home. Because I have cats and kittens in my home. And I need to know how they are, if they are okay. I say, say to the doctor, and after a while he's, he let me go. And I go there, uh, I travel to my home. And I was in, in a neighbor, neighbor city, so it was a long way to travel back and forward and be sick. I was sick. I was not allowed to, to go out from the hospital. I should be laying in a bed. But I have to do it. Uh, so I do, did it and uh, tried to... Uh, make it look like I was at home, so I put a little light on, so it looked like I was home, and um, and, and little music on, so the neighbors thought I was home, and um, and then I go get go back to the hospital, lay in the bed again, put on all all the lines for the medicine to go into my blood again. And um, and uh, uh, the last time I was in the hospital for for some days, I, I, uh, I didn't say anything. Because I was in my city, in the hospital in my city, and I lived only 20 minutes from from the hospital in that time, in my past, 
past house. So I didn't say anything. It was when when it was uh, like calmed down at the hospital. So everyone was sleeping. So I went. I went home. And, and look how it was with my cats. Then I, I didn't have any kittens, but I have three cats. So I go in there and go back to the hospital. <laughs> so in, another time I didn't say anything and was hoping that I only stay in the bed for two, three days, and, and my cats was okay. So that's uh, make me, uh, I have to sell all my cats. I couldn't have any cats anymore because uh, no one helping me to, to take care of them. So I have to be free from them. And, and that also that I longing for for my cats that I don't have and that make me also dreaming about cats and uh, this morning I dreamed that I have I have six six eight uh, kittens uh, half uh, big like uh, maybe 10 weeks so they were very moving fast and uh, and the door was open uh, out to the traffic and i i go and try to catch them and uh, take them in into our home and it was always a cat that was outside and it uh, i couldn't take in all of them so i wake up uh, with unfinished to take them inside our home. Um, so that's another, I have dreamed this, some of these dreams that I lost those kittens. And um, the lost uh, cat is the cat that I'm going to have a picture of, of this episode. It's going to be a cat there. And um, that's the last cat I had. And uh, what make me also sell, sell away everything, it was because uh, after that, that woman that looked after my, my cats when I was in the United States, she is a real witch. She is a, a real from the devil. And I didn't know. And... I, I didn't want to know either because I have to go, whatever. Uh, so, and, and the church should have, uh, they knew her, so they should have helped me, but no one helped me. So it was only the devil's daughter that could help me. So I have to do it. And uh, when I was in the United States, she said that, uh, she said uh, she mailed me and said that uh, there was a kitten uh, should be born and uh, 
and I wait, wait to, to go away until the kittens was out from the mother. So, she, so there was newborn kittens, but the, the mother and the kittens was okay before I left. And then she take over. And she, then she mailed me and said that two of the kittens have died. And I was wondering because I had had breeding of cats in 12 years. And no one of the kittens have died. No one had been sick. And suddenly it was two kittens that have died. So I wonder what she have done if she have stolen from me two kittens and then tell me that they were dead. Uh, and, they, and then she have taken two of them. So I was wondering what was going on. But then, uh, then I understand. Uh, she have put a spell on my home. She had put a spell because then uh, I have 18 kittens, but uh, they died one by one. Uh, it was terrible to see and the ugly was they, they, they uh, be slimmer and slimmer and slimmer and didn't eat. They didn't... Uh, they didn't, didn't puke or they have uh, uh, only that it's like uh, they only go into to be skeleton and uh, the last uh, hours they lived uh, they they look like the devil it was so scary to see when i saw they look like the devil just before they died. They were so cute. They were about five, six weeks. So very, very cute. And then they died. Died, died, died. I, I tried to feed them and do everything what I could to, to stop it. But they died and it was six. It was only six kittens left of 18. And then um, I go to the veterinary to uh, to get a vaccine because I was going to sell those six kittens that was left. And uh, they got, have got the first vaccine. And then the second vaccine when I come uh, and they... Uh, I, uh, they were so cute uh, and everyone loved them uh, because uh, and uh, it's ragdoll ragdoll cats and uh, and a special one was so so extremely cute and had uh, the, his own personality and everyone loved that kitten and uh, when I sh should pay and have the kittens in the bag, uh, suddenly I hear a screaming from the bag, 
from all the kittens. And I, I ran to the bag and looked into the bag and there was one, this, the cutest one, the real cute one that uh, puked. So the, we ran into the veterinary again and they took out, but uh, he, uh, they tried to, to hold the kittens alive. And then um, they say that um, I, uh, uh, I needed to uh, leave the kittens into the veterinary hospital over the night to look at them and uh, then uh, they told me that that the cutest one have died and but one have they was very b bad condition but she survived and uh, that is that kit kitten that is on the picture that survived uh, being a beautiful cat and uh, the uh, the woman she was from ukraine uh, he she uh, bought two female cats from me but she have fixed them and that's good because if the, there is some something in them, they don't forward it to other cats. So they are very healthy and uh, have a beautiful home, a, a big house and a big garden to go walk in. And so they have a perfect home to be in. Um, then uh, yesterday something happened in my home. Um, I, I, I ended this with the cats because it was so terrible to see them die. So that made me also take away all the pets. And I think uh, it was the meaning, it was ended because I, I don't need that kind of money anymore because uh, it seems like I will not travel anymore. It's many things that have ended. It's uh, like this, it's not a virus that make it, but it's like it is, it's a, um, I have come to, to the end of one chapter of my life and then it's something new it started. I have to change my life, have a, another thinking, another thinking about the future now uh, because it's, it's very hard for me to travel now when I'm disabled. Not very disabled, but disabled. Uh, so I can't go walk in stairs, for example. Uh, I can, I can fly, but it's not. Uh, it's 
not about the flight. It's uh, where I'm coming to. If it's uh, made for disabled people, easy to walk. Uh, if they have an elevator, if the the streets are clean, so it's uh, only uh, uh, to walk and no old things with many stones to walk on, for example. And um, yesterday, suddenly when I I started my television, it the, there was no sound in on my TV, and I am I am uh, am educated in building uh, to build computers so it's no problem it's uh, it's not about that it's uh, i i can figure out most everything if it's a if it's a software it's uh, i always uh, know how to repair it uh, softwares but uh, sometimes it's the hardware there is error on. And uh, so I call the support. But my television is only uh, six months old about. So it's a new television. And uh, Samsung and I call the support because the... I tried everything, but the sound was not going on. So I called the support and uh, he was uh, saying all the steps I should do. And we did all the steps and, um, and the sound was not on still. But then uh, he said, we, we take... Uh, the steps uh, once again he said uh, and uh, then when I look at the sound uh, it was on so something was kicked in when we did it and uh, it is um, it is uh, internet is on on the television so uh, maybe something come from internet, something that that uh, solved the problem. And uh, it was a young boy, and uh, I am like that. I am. Uh, I maybe sounds serious very much, but I am very fun to be with. Also, I'm not only deep. And uh, so I say to, to this young man that uh, it's not... Uh, I, I have been working with a computer my whole life and uh, there, there is no one, nothing I can solve if it's a software problem but if it's a hardware 
problem. I say to him, that's uh, much to take glue and duct tape to do. That's a little harder. And he was quite, he was like shocked. So, so I say, I was only kidding with you. <laughs> so he he said he laughed a little and then and then uh, when we when I thank you for help he sounded like a little fall in love with me he didn't know what my age that uh, it, it was fun to hear when the when the voice is going down, like I admire you like that, I get it sometimes as a as a pastor. Those that voice when they go down, like they are admire. Isn't it? Uh, it's called. Doesn't it call cougar? When a young man like older women, that could be something for me. <laughs> yeah, I like a young, young men. Um, I think it's because my father was so old. Uh, he was. He was 44 years old when I was born. And so my whole life I have, uh, when I was young, I I admire old men when I was a kid because I didn't have a father. So uh, I have a father, but he was uh, drinking. He was in a bar all the time he was never home so I had some actors movie actors that I, I admire that was like my father's that uh, dream fathers and, um, and but when I be uh, about 30 years old I started to to want to have younger men because uh, then uh, those men that started to come they started to look old so they started to look at my look like my father so the older i be the more younger men i have looking for i it's very hard for me to have an old man and uh, they look like my father that was abusive, that uh, do sexual things on us or, or his own kids. He was a pedophile. So that's um, it's some thing I have inside me it's not it's nothing that I go for because I I, I have dating men that are older than me very old men 
uh, but I, I prefer younger men that is fresh. <laughs> so I, I am a cougar then. And um, it's um, you know when it's quite like this it's because it's a spirit co coming forward and I don't know where where the, it was the trigger for it for this to come and I, uh, it looked like a woman I thought it should be a man but it looked like a a woman and <laughs> she uh, she dancing around to show me that she have have female clothes on and uh, and she she uh, she asked me she said to me, doesn't I look nice? Do I look fine? And I wonder why she say like that. Because most of the time is it that they say something like this and later on we understand why they are saying like that. So I wonder what she wants to say. I can twist, she said, so that, that dance twist, so she is from the 60s, when we have this dance. Let's dance it, let's twist again, like we did last summer. Oh, so she said she loved that song. So she is from the 60s. So she is... Um, in my age, I suppose. Uh, and she say about um, that. She, I think she say that she, her name is Josephine. Or if she call for Josephine. She said she always, it was like she always had a hamburger in her hand, she said. Someone, uh, someone here uh, that listened at, at my podcast know her by what, what she described her to be. And she had a chewing gum. Always chewing and dancing. She was uh, always happy. See, no one, no one saw her. Her be sad, and she, it comes as a surprise when she make a suicide. That I, I come to know now that uh, 
life was a party for her. It seems like that. But in the darkness, when no one saw her, she had very much mental problem with depression. And it was like the outside didn't, uh, was not a mirror of her inside. And um, she's, uh, say, she wants me to talk about this with the suicide, about how, how, it ha how hard it is to know that the person is going to take their life. It's uh, no one to blame because uh, it's a decision. No one, no one do a suicide without have make a decision and no one else have done that decision for them. And uh, of course it can be bad things going on into their life that make them want to do a suicide, uh, that someone push them over the edge. That can happen. But the, the last thing they do is a decision of themselves. Um, because we, if we make a decision, we can make a decision in another direction to, to make a decision that we should survive this. Uh, bad things that going on if people are bad that survivors they take another direction so the, there is a decision but in the, but I know as I have uh, I have tried to do I have done three times suicide before I didn't know God in that time when I was th uh, thinking to make a suicide and then it's a quite kind of mental sick uh, when it started this process in the brain to I don't want to live anymore and um, uh, she, it's um, it's the mindset, and the devil is very willing to push this person over the edge, <laughs> very much. So it's um, it's not coming only from the inside of a person; it's coming from the outside also. And the devil is going on weakness, everything. He is like looking for weakness in people. And that's when you are weak, when you start to feel like you want to do a suicide. And um, we should not give him that. 
the devil should not have the victory in this. And um, but it's very very hard. As uh, I talk about my friend that make a suicide, she was twenty eight years old, and she have three small kids under six years of age, and then she was pregnant again, and she was divorced from her man, and. Um, and we were out and uh, on the beach, and we have a. She have the their kids, the kids with her, and I have my daughter with, with, and we have very fun. And she was out in the water and have very fun. This, this woman that makes suicide, so that was no sign that she should do this. It was no science at all. So it's very hard for people from the outside to see it many times. No, she didn't say, give any sign that she should make a suicide. Uh, in the opposite is that they, in the, they, they can go very happy, laughing and have a real life party it's because they they know they have made a decision that they are going to take their life soon so it's like they are free they have made their decision so that's make them could be free and have like a party going on before they make the suicide uh, so that's very very hard to know for a, another person that it's going to happen and uh, and uh, her her past uh, husband he had the kids that evening so she took pills in the night and died. And uh, she took her own, her, uh, her sh child that she had in her, inside her also into the grave. She killed, she killed not only herself, but she killed also another person. And um, and then it was um, my my daughter's father, his uh, cousin. His uh, he was uh, a man that lived with his mother out on the farm, and uh, his mother died, and uh, in the in November and. W I say to him that you can come home to us and uh, be with us over the Christmas. I say to him, so you don't need to sit by yourself. But he said to me that I have much to do. It's many people that I have to to go home to and uh, and give 
uh, I have uh, potatoes they have bought from me and I have to go and give them all the potatoes in Christmas. He said to me that he was very busy. So that, so it, it seems so. he was okay. And uh, I was thinking that maybe someone take him in uh, on Christmas and he, uh, he had people to be with. So we left him and he make a suicide. Uh, and he, um, he used the car to make a suicide. And um, so that it's, it's not easy. So you that have, have friends people that have make suicide and you feel guilty that you couldn't help them. There is many times it's impossible to help them. It's um, those that really have the make decision to, to make a suicide. That's no one to blame, no one to blame. That uh, it can be very much hidden, hidden things they do, I think. And um, those that uh, you understand that they are on their way to make a suicide, and often, often they, they, uh, they do... Um, attempt to think to make a suicide because they're screaming for help and those uh, that's where you can go in and and help them but uh, those people that have make up their mind to 100% to make a suicide that's uh, that's impossible to help so that's uh, it's she, uh, she spirit is coming through again, and she want to agree with me that no one to blame. You should dry your tears because you couldn't help that person. That was that person's own decision. No one did it for it, for them. So that's, uh, and those that have make a suicide, they, they have, they have, um, they have it very nice where they are and uh, if they have not been very bad people, because there is a mercy in heaven about those that that have make a suicide. It's not like the Catholic Church in many, many countries. If someone in the Catholic Church make a suicide, they are not allowed to, to be laid 
in the grave uh, in the graveyard for Catholic people. They they are digging them outside somewhere uh, like a, I don't know a punishment that they are not holy enough. They were not. Not and not uh, the children of God like that. They, maybe they are thinking. I don't know really, because I have never been to a Catholic church. I have been to the building and I've been to some Catholic service, but I don't know how they thinking in this matter. I only know uh, my Polish. Uh, Polish uh, au pair that took care of my daughter. She talked a little about the Catholic Church in Poland. And uh, it is this that uh, they are not allowed to lay lay in in the grave in the in the cemetery and graveyard. They have to be outside not in the church area uh, so that's that's a shame for the family when they don't have the grave there and um, so that's not God that's not God because God did, uh, God have mercy God knows what the problem was. He knows that from the start, every second of our life, he knows. And uh, so he knows wh- wh- why caused this suicide. Uh, it's the only thing with suicide is that that you never can come close to God in heaven you can enter into heaven and you can be out on the field together with other people but you will never come into the holy city that's maybe where it's coming from this with the catholic church that you are not coming close to God uh, and they do it in that way, but uh, in heaven is it like that? You you have a very nice place in heaven, but you will never come into the the city of gold, into the New Jerusalem. There is many mansions in in heaven, and uh, the those with a uh, suicide they they are um, in the those out outfield outside uh, outside the city but that's also very nice so that those people have a very nice time it's a they are like children again and playing around there in the in the green fields so they have very nice 
so they don't want you to to te- pull them back to earth they want uh, they don't want to be disturbed in this nice time they have in in heaven so they don't want you have to do any tears for them they want you to live your life they want you to be happy they don't want to see the tears they are okay it's uh, here on earth people can can feel uh, uncomfortable being crying and bitter and these things but they are not that so why should you be like that it's not to honor those people. It's not love to. That's a selfishness when you cry for a person that have died, because that person have not died. Mm. It's still alive. <coughs> still, uh, uh, really alive. Really, that they have never been so alive as they are in heaven that's the most nicest place the earth can be a hell but but heaven will be will always be the the nicest place but that mean, doesn't mean that you should do the suicide it's a, we need to to fight against those those uh, thoughts, the mental issues. Uh, we have to fight against the devil that wants to see us be killed. That's a victory for the devil if you make a suicide. And that's... Uh, it can be that they say that in heaven that... You work for the devil, as you did the suicide. You you did what the devil wanted you to do, and that was not God's will. So that's very dangerous to do. Do this. It's so much better that you fight against those thoughts of making suicide. I want you to live. I want you to see you in heaven, be be closer to God in heaven. And not only uh, playing around in the field. I want you really to, to come into the city. And uh, so I can see you there and you will tell me. Tell me that I was holding you alive because I was talking to you. And um, uh, that woman that is here now, she, uh, Josephine, uh, she is sending you some healing energy just now. That make you stronger. That you should not want to do a suicide. She also wants you to live.
she did it and she saw so much crying after she have left and she don't want you to see the same thing that she have seen uh, from heaven when she those people that she left behind she don't want you to see those things that she has seen she wants you to live and she sending some energy of encouragement it's a it's like a butterfly coming to you it's a butterfly Now she, <laughs> ooh, she went out now from from me. So that's that was it. <laughs> um, I thank you for listening for this episode, and uh, I hope you want to hear more. I I see that I have got more and more followers. I'm very thankful for that. Real followers, not those that uh, want me to buy things or uh, like commercial things. That is also very much, but it's come. It's started to come real follower real people that doesn't want to make money of my podcast in their way of thinking I should buy things from them or other should buy from them by showing up with my at my podcast this uh, commentary doing for all the episodes but I, uh, I have real followers now, so I'm happy and I hope you can share some episodes with your friends. So these messages is spreading. And, um, and it's uh, more and more I hope you understand that it's no fake. It's true, it's real, that the spirit is coming and talking to me. It's nothing I I do, because I think you can hear that sometimes I'd be surprised what they are saying to me. That is not coming from me. It's coming from another source than my, my, my body. So thank you and God bless you and I love you and God loves you. Welcome back.